Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. After a few ministers have called me and uh, stated that they were following an Elijah ministry and said, you can't be saved except you follow an Elijah ministry. We have to take a good look at that. Uh, Many have erred following a man and the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a type and shadow of Elijah and the the restoration ministry. It's also Melchizedek, uh, the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, not after Levi. But we have to take a good look at the voice of the Son of God. And we're not talking about following a ministry. We're talking about the body of Christ coming unto perfection. Not following Elijah, not following Melchizedek, but coming unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Literally, the body being perfected. Now, that requires each individual member to come unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in doing the will of God, the the particular will that God has called each member for. When it said God has dealt every man the measure of faith, That measure of faith is not general faith. The more sure word of prophecy, the word of God, yes. But when he said he's dealt to every man the measure of faith, that's not general faith to the body of Christ. That's individual, particular calling in different ministrations for the body itself to come into the edifying of itself unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, and the I can't say to the foot, I have no need of thee. For God has put the more abundant honor on the less comely parts that there be no chism or division in the body. So each individual member has a particular ministration or ministry to do. Now God gives to every different member in particular different ministrations, but the same spirit. There's one body, not two, not three. There's only one body. There's not Uh, several different denominations going to heaven. There's only one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, father of us all, and in us all. But there are different stages of growth. And when we're talking about the Elijah ministry, well, we need to take a good look at what that means. And especially after the word of righteousness in Hebrews 5, and we're not careful, we'll miss the mark thinking we're following some man and we're in that ministry, we're okay. That's just not the case. The the burden, the burden's on us, not on the Lord Jesus Christ. Any man says the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord, will be cut off. The burden's on us. So each individual member in the body of Christ is to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. So if we do not do the individual will that God has called each member to do, we will not make it. That individual member will not make it. That's the reason in Matthew 7, he says, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Now to call Jesus Lord is to have the revelation that he is the Father. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And the little children have known that he is the Lord, but they're not full grown. I write to you little children because you've known the Lord. Well, they know that Jesus is the Lord. If you know me, you should have known the Father. 
Well, that's true. They do know the Father. But still, they're not full-grown yet. They're little children. They're not babies anymore. They have grown from the being born of the water and the Spirit, and their sins are forgiven for his name's sake. But they've grown to little children because they know that Jesus is the Father. But still, that's not full-grown. Then he said, I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. Now, those are the overcomers in Revelation, the second and third chapter. But that's still not fathers yet, still not fullness to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, and certainly not to the apocalyptic ceiling in Revelation 7. So there is a voice, a cry in the wilderness now that makes straight the paths of the Lord. Now, as John, the Baptist, forerun Jesus' first coming, Hamashiach ben Yosef, the suffering Messiah. So will John, in the spirit of Elijah, not Elijah ministry, but in the spirit of Elijah, literally forerun Jesus' second coming, the second advent, when he comes a second time without sin and salvation. And when we say Elijah ministry, it's a misnomer. Why? Because when we find the Mount of Transfiguration and the mountain apart, Jesus, Matthew 17, takes with him Peter, James, and John, the inner circle, the inner uh, three of the 12 apostles. When he takes these disciples up there on the Mount of Transfiguration, he is transfigured before them, the body, his body in the days of his flesh. And when he does, they saw his son, his face shown as it were the sun in brightness. That face is the glory of God. God is light, and in him, in him is no darkness at all. They saw the face of Jesus. They saw his majesty. They saw that Lord God Almighty, the Spirit, breaking through the flesh of the man, Christ Jesus, knowing that he is God. He is the Father of glory. He is the Lord. He is the Holy Ghost. Those garments on Jesus were glistening. Well, there appeared also with Jesus, Moses and Elijah, now we see that same in Malachi 4. He said, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, before the day of the Lord come as a destruction from the Almighty. And he said, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. In other words, coming unto perfection. So we're not talking about an Elijah ministry. We're not talking about a priesthood Melchizedek. We're talking about a Jesus ministry that you and I, as members in particular of the body of Christ, must, the quest for life, must do the will of God for the body to be compacted together, fitly framed together, of whichever joint supplies to the edifying itself in love through the supply of the Spirit. Now, there, that body will go forth as straight, a wheel in the middle of a wheel, and they will not jostle one against another. It'll be perfect harmony. And this is the work of the ministry in the last days, and it's not an Elijah ministry. It's not a Moses ministry. It's a Jesus ministry. When Paul was talking to the church in Hebrews 5, he said, when you ought to be teachers, you should know this. Speaking about Melchizedek, you ought to be teachers, but you have need of milk and not of strong meat because you're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now, the word of righteousness is that Jesus is the father of glory. 
but he as a man in the days of his flesh was made perfect through the things which he suffered. He is after the order of Melchizedek. As a priesthood, he did not come after the tribe of Levi. He sprang out of Judah, of which tribe nothing of priesthood was spoken about. And this is after the order of Melchizedek, but there's a thing that we need to see about Melchizedek. And this man whose descent, he does have a descent, but it's not after Levi. But he has no record of his genealogy. And that's the reason we see in uh, Hebrews 7, when we read there, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, he's a priest, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that king of Salem, which is the king of peace. Now look at verse 3, very important on Hebrews 3. Without father, without mother, without descent. Well, he does have a scent, but there's no record of it because it's going to say over here in verse 6, but he, the man, Melchizedek, whose descent is not counted from them, in other words of Levi, received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better, better than Abraham. Well, he does have a descent, but there's no record of it. That's the reason why in verse 6, there is a descent, but his descent is not after Levi. Well, notice that Melchizedek, it says, but he, Melchizedek, was made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now, that, this, this is a man, how great this man was. He is not the Son of God. He was a priest there in the days of Abraham after the slaughter of the kings and met him and gave uh, Abraham bread and wine which spoke of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And we have here this Melchizedek priesthood that Jesus, the Lord himself, was made after the order of Melchizedek. Now, Paul wanted to break this down to the church. And when he was doing so, he said, it's hard to be uttered seeing you're dull of hearing. You can't understand these things. Because when you ought to be teachers, you have need again to be taught the first principles or the oracles of Christ. You're, you're not far enough along. You're not grown up enough to receive this word. Therefore, it's hard to be uttered to you. Seeing you're dull of hearing, you don't have ears to hear. Therefore, he said, for you are babies, which are unskillful in the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness is that Jesus in John 16, came from the Father. He is the Father, proceeded from the Father, and came into the world, manifest in flesh. Died, buried, rose again, and went back to his former glory, being glorified by the Father's own self, sat down with the Father in his throne, not around it, not beside it, in it, Revelation 3.21, and then sent his Spirit 
to us the body of Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that man Christ Jesus made both Lord and Christ, the Holy Ghost, Acts 2.36. Now, for those that have an ear to hear, you're not following a man. You're not following a so-called ministry of Elijah or a ministry of Melchizedek. You're following a Jesus ministry, which you, as a member of Christ in particular, are called to do the will of God. And this body, the body ministry, will literally have the work of the ministry, the body of Christ, that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness to all nations. Well, somebody said, well, I thought that was apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's what they were going to do. No, they're the ones that are for the perfecting of the saints. And the saints will be the ones, after God has scattered the power of the holy people into all the earth, just like he did in the former reign, he will do in the latter reign. As we see in the book of Acts, Acts, Acts the HF, they were abode in Jerusalem, only the apostles. Well, where was the church? Where the saints were scattered abroad, whenever we're preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. How far did they go? They said, these that have turned the world upside down have come to our city also. So it said, they're great. there's a great era when we say we're following a you know, Elijah ministry or Melchizedek ministry or this angelic ministry of the seventh angel or whatever the case is because it's a Jesus ministry. And that's the reason on the Mount of Transfiguration that Jesus was transfigured there along with Moses and Elijah that were literally there with Jesus on the Mount seen of Peter, James, and John. And when they saw there after uh, all was said and done, Peter, James, and John looked up and saw Jesus only. Now that's very important and profound because it was not Moses doing the judgment miracles upon Egypt, destroying the gods of Egypt. It was Jesus Christ in all the Old Testament prophets. We know that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that all the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That Spirit is a capital F. That is God. That is the Father. That is the Lord of glory. That's Elohim. Christ is that Spirit. And all those Old Testament prophets, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, all of them spoke and prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. When it testified beforehand, when it signified the sufferings of Christ, now Christ, that Spirit, will be the one that makes himself a body of flesh and blood to suffer and take away the sin of the world. So it behooved Christ to suffer and die, be buried, and rise again, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name, Jesus. And that's what we see in Acts 2.38. So therefore, when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart uh, that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. That believe in thine heart is being born again. It is not where you just say, Jesus, come into my heart and you're born again. 
You're not born again until you are born of the water and the spirit, which is baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of the sins, Acts 2.38, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the spirit. Then, and only then, are you born again in salvation. So just repentance alone is not salvation. That is another era. So the ones that will go on and follow and know the Lord, those are the ones that will be used in the last days and only the ones that will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the reason Jesus said in Matthew 7, not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. They knew that Jesus is the Lord. No man can say that Jesus and call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. They know he's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. The only problem, they did not go on to perfection. So what we're talking about is Hebrews 6. Let us go on unto perfection, leaving, therefore, the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. And say, forget them, but leave them. Let us go on to perfection. Notice it says there, leaving. It, the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Look at Hebrews 6, 1. Not laying again that foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and the doctrine of baptism, laying on hands of resurrection and eternal judgment, and this will be due if God permit. Let us go on to perfection. Then he talks about, Hebrews 5, he's talking about Melchizedek ministry. And he said, uh, you ought to be teachers. It was time for them to know that truth, and yet, they were still babies. And he said, you're unskillful in the word of righteousness. But those that are of full age have their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. Then he goes into Hebrews 6 and says, you need to go on to perfection. Not laying again this faith toward God, faith toward God, a resurrection, the eternal judgment, this will be due, doctrine of baptism, laying on the hands. We are to go on unto perfection, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man. And only those that come to that measure of the fullness of Jesus will be in the work of the ministry. And it's a body ministry. It's not just some apostle or prophet or bishop. It is a body literally raised up as a voice of a multitude, a voice of a host, the voice of Almighty God that will be carried through the body of Christ into all the world for a witness unto all nations. We see it in Daniel 12, after it's accomplished, to scatter the power of the holy people. All these things will be finished. What things? The things of faith. Everything written will be done. That, that is determined, will be done. So it's a great era to say, well, we must follow an Elijah ministry. We must follow a Melchizedek ministry. No, it's a Jesus ministry, and it's in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. For every individual member to find their, the call of God on their life, the will of God for their life, and then that body will be compacted together, of whichever joint supplies of the edifying of itself in love through the supply of the Spirit. And it will go forth in the fullness and power of God Almighty. There will be the John. John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming, but he did no mighty miracles. But John, the body of Christ in the last days, will not only do the redemption miracles of Jesus, they will do the judgment miracles of Moses, 
destroying the gods of this earth, God through them. And they will also do the kingdom miracles of Elijah. That's the new thing. That's the thing that's never been done before. It's a radical change from Pentecost. And only the ones that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. These are things that has never been done before. God said, I will do a new thing. Do a man tell it yet? They will not believe it. He said, I'll do a new thing. A woman will compass a man. We find that woman compassing the man, the man child in Revelation 12. These days are upon us now. So don't be deceived. Don't follow a man-made doctrine. Don't the tradition of the elders made the word of God and not affect many of their thinking that well, this, if I just follow a man in the ministry, everything's fine. No. We must, each individual member must seek God and work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's God that worketh in each of us, both the willing to do of his good pleasure. We must do the will of God. And in that, the body of Christ will stand up in the fullness and the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man and to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Jesus the head and we the body of the Christ will reveal Jesus in the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. That is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. This gospel then go, will go all over the world and it will destroy the fire that proceedeth out of their mouth and in this manner shall all be killed that come against them. Not them, not the body of Christ carrying any kind of weaponry, but simply the word of God. Fire proceeding out of the mouth, the fire of the Holy Ghost, the word of God. It is a final revelation of Jesus. It will consummate with the coming of the Lord, the second time without sin unto salvation, for the salvation of his people, the saints of the living God. So here again, seek God for your personal individual ministry in the body of Christ. And it is the fivefold ministry of apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to help you get there. We are to pop the rag and shine your shoes. We're to be a servant to you to help you get there. We're not the big dogs to tell the little dog what to do. <laughs> we are there as servants for the body of Christ to them to come unto the knowledge of the Son of God. And that knowledge of the Son of God is not just a gnosko, knowing Jesus after the Spirit and not after the flesh. It is epigonosco, epi much higher Knowledge of Jesus. How much higher? Well, to the full knowledge and image of him. The body of Christ being the image of Jesus Christ. Unto a perfect man. So he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Not for us to follow some ministry and say, I'm in this one or that one ministry, or do you know apostle so-and-so or prophet so-and-so or bishop so-and-so? That's not it. You've missed the mark. They are simply servants. The apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are simply servants to help you get there. Each individual member in the body of Christ. 
for the perfecting of the saints. That's all their job is through the Holy Ghost is for the perfecting of the saints. What for? For the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is that last day ministry of Jesus, which the body of Christ in the fullness of Jesus will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. That is the calling of God for each individual member unto perfection. And the ones that do not do that, even though they follow the Lord from the uh, first season of death, burial, and resurrection, they have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They've been raised a new creature. And the second season, they received the Holy Ghost. Then the Holy Ghost is a lead and got us into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. And the ones that receive all truth go into the third season in the ministry voice of Jesus, which is the Feast of Trumpets. And those are the ones that will, for three and a half years, 42 months of time, times and a half, 1,200, and three score days will reveal Jesus and this gospel of the kingdom being preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. The Lord himself, at the end of that time, there will be many that will seal their testimony with our own blood, because you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And Jesus said, I forewarned you that you should not be offended. They'll deliver you up out of the synagogues, out of the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think they did God a service. John 16. This they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me, Jesus said. They don't know that Jesus is the Father of glory. They haven't come to that second stage of growth of little children. They do not know that he is the Lord, that he is the Father. They've known the Father. That's the next level of growth from a babe being born again is little children. But now we're coming into young men. The word of God's strong in us, doing the will of God, being an overcomer. Then those will be the ones sealed in the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 with the mind of Christ. Seal the servants of our God in their forehead. And those are the ones that will be in the Jesus ministry, the priesthood after Melchizedek, revealing Jesus to all the world in this testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Again, we don't want to be deceived following just a man saying because we follow some man, bishop, apostle, prophet, or whatever that we're okay. The quest for life is to Find the will of God for your life, your particular call, and literally grow up into him in all things and obey it, obedience unto righteousness. So there we have it, Romans 6, whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey, him of you the servants to whom you obey, whether sin unto death, and many will do that. It says, uh, broad is the gate and wide is the way to lead to destruction, many there be that go in thereof, but straight is the gate. Ne'er the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. We must be obedient unto righteousness, Romans 6, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So let's don't get stuck up on or following or stuck into that kind of a ditch where we're following this one or following that one. 
I follow, Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. Yes. But realizing that you have an individual call that only you can do. A member in particular for the body of Christ. The quest for life is to find that will of God and do it. Because the ones that do not. In Matthew 7, he'll say, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. You did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. You didn't do the will of God. This will be an astounding mistaken identity to most at that time will say, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We've cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. And the Lord said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. We must come unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Well, Jesus, it's all or nothing. He's looking for a bride that's made herself ready. He's coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, perfect in all her ways, doing the will of God. He's not coming back for a backbiting church where there's still a carnal mind, where there's backbiting, envy, hate, strife, malice. He's coming back for a church that has made herself ready without spot, without blemish. And those there, they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. A case of a mistaken identity. They thought they were okay. They heard their pastor say, well, just call on the name of the Lord or ask Jesus to come to your heart. You're okay. No, no, it's not. He's expecting you and me, everyone in the member of the body of Christ to come unto perfection in doing the will of God for whatever you're called to do. There's not all a call for setting the first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, then government's helps, etc. in the, in the body of Christ. Not all are called to be apostles or prophets or teachers. Some are the call to be governments or helps uh, to uh, patrons to send forth the gospel, whatever the case is. But there's an individual calling upon each individual member in the body of Christ who are born again. So don't be deceived. Find out what that will of God is and do it for your life. That's the only way that we'll be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, he says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That is not a suggestion. It is a commandment. Then in Matthew 7, he says, Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Well, that's a, that's a striking revelation. It is profound that, that some, even though they know that Jesus is the Father, They've walked in that truth, but they didn't come on to the measure of the statue of Jesus unto perfection. They didn't come unto full, full man. Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. What is that? That is charity. You have to add to your faith virtue, and that's done through obedience. Being a virtuous bride of Jesus, a virtuous uh, follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, not being and deceived by the seducing spirits. You're virtuous. Add to your virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. That's another. We have to obey in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whereby we're saved through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we escape the corruption of the world through lust, and we might be made partaker of his divine nature, not our divine nature, his. That's holiness. But then after that, then we have to add uh, to uh, that knowledge 
temperance. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate in all things, self-controlled. Then temperance, through obedience, then patience. That after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience. Then patience, godliness, the God life. Second Peter 1 gives us these steps of glory. And it's all obtained through obedience. In, the, in believing the present truth flowing word of God, for every man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's walking in the present light. And that is shining right now. The path of the just is as a shining light and shineth more and more into the perfect day. Godliness is the God light. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. It's all him. It's what he's done. We're crucified with Christ, nevertheless we yet live, yet not us, but Christ liveth in us. In the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. It's not us. That's the God life. That's godliness. But it, then we add to give the godliness brotherly kindness. And that's what we prefer our brother above ourselves. Then there's one final step, a step of perfection. There are faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. Charity is that final mark in glory. It's the final stage in the process of coming to the image of Jesus Christ. You've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is that thing that is required when you reach that point. There's no uh, occasion for you to fall. That is the ceiling in Revelation 7. You can't fail. There's no occasion for falling because charity is the bond of perfectness. It's a guarantee of perfection. Charity is not love, but it's the love of God based in doing his will. I can love God in word and in tongue, but not in deed and in truth. Charity is where I love God, not only in word and tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's charity. I do what God says, and I find the leading of the Holy Ghost, hearing the voice of God, and obey it. Here is the way. Walk you in it. Then obey that, whatever God has called you to do. And that's why it's simply through the work of the ministry and the leading of the Holy Ghost, not us, but yielding to that Holy Ghost in obedience that we are saved by. The Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. And then that charity is that bond of perfectness and charity will cover a multitude of sins. What? Yes, because you've done the will of God. And because of that, that that charity, that love of God in doing his will, that he will allow all of us in that holiness that we will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And that is right ahead of us. The night is far spent, the day's in hand. The time of our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. God's doing the new thing now. He's preparing his body right now for the greatest work of the ministry this world's ever seen. But don't go after a man. You understand that the, the fivefold ministry is nothing but servants to help you reach your call and your particular calling in the will of God unto perfection. And that's all we are. There's nothing there that we glory in. There's nothing we pat ourselves on our back, seeking not our own righteousness, our own holiness. We're not doing it by the works of the law. 
but we're doing by that righteousness of God by faith. And that is for the enduring, the enduring to the end. The saints shall be saved under uh, uh, enduring hardship as a good soldier. Nothing will lock you out. You finally reach that point of charity. It's the ceiling of Revelation 7. And uh, nothing. There's no occasion for fault because you are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession after you have received the Word of God. And it's through the Word, by the Word, that the Holy Ghost speaks, leads us, and guides us into all truth. Well, again, the ministry is for you, for your perfection. Find that will of God and do it, and God will bless you. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with Him. Why, that the glory of God resteth upon you, and you will manifest Jesus through and in you as a light to the world. It's right ahead. The greatest move of God in the work of the ministry is being prepared now. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906. We would like to meet you. And that Post Office Box 2906 in Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Or you can drop us a question or message us on sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. You can also call me. If you'd like to uh, come in together, we meet as one. Uh, the body of Christ coming together. I'd love to meet you. Work together in the ministry. Give me a call. Uh, they're in the United States, 903-746-4885. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.